Hello and welcome to the Forsum podcast. Uh, we've got a special for you today, which is the um, FA Cup fifth round, um, West Ham versus Manchester United. So it's a bit of a red zone, all about the Hammers special. Uh, joined today by uh, resident Hammer, Thomas Bristow. Come on, you minds. Uh, and also joined by red zone boys, uh, Bradley Martin and Zach Pettit. You're right. And randomly, we're also joined by the ever-present uh, Callum the Maverick Cameron. You're right. <laughs> you <it's... laughs> um, so yeah um, obviously there's a lot to talk about big game uh, for this podcast uh, we'll start with Bruce see what his thoughts are on uh, on this obviously the last fixture West Ham they beat Doncaster quite convincingly 4-0 uh, Manchester United obviously coming off that victory against Liverpool having drawn against them previously um, about a week before but yeah 3-2 victory in the FA Cup was fantastic but we'll start we'll start with Bru um, obviously the, the best news is Thomas Suchek got his card, his red card overturned today. So that's, that means he will be eligible. Um, and obviously, Jesse Lingard um, coming on loan from Man United will be ineligible. Um, where do you see this one going? Can you can you see West Ham, you know, getting a big result here? Uh, no, honestly, mate, I think we're going to lose. So Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Great. Oh, this, this thing. Um, <laughs> I know they call me the pants man. Um, yeah, um, the Sushek uh, decision is fantastic because it just shows that um, the FA are actually doing their job right yeah. sometimes. So, um, but before that, obviously, you know, my dean's made two mistakes, but that means that you can't go and give him death threats to him and his family. That's not right, no. obviously. Um, but you know. It's a big boost for us because we need we need a, we need Sushek in that midfield with Rice because uh, Man United's attack is uh, probably bar City's is the best in the league. So uh, we're we got to be very careful against your team because it could be uh, it could be one in the midfield if Sushek wasn't playing. Because as much as I love Mark Noble, um, I, I wouldn't really trust him marking. Um, Bruno or um, seeing if McTom if he can mark McTominay going box to box. Mm. So uh, the only the only thing I can hope for is that you change it around a little bit. Uh, bring in Van der Beek who is low on confidence. Bring in uh, the snail that we call Matic and Matter. So, um, but I've got I've got a really good feeling about this. Even though it's at Old Trafford, without any fans or anything like that, there's always a chance. Um, and there's more been more away wins and home wins this season because of um, no fans. So I think if we can perform like we did in the first half when we played you in the league for out ninety minutes, I think we can win this one. Yeah, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tough game for both teams. Um, you know, Man United. We'll, we were very frustrated after that late equaliser um, from Calvert Lewin in the league. Um, so I think they'll they'll be wanting to make a statement um, defensively. We, you know. In the top ten, we've conceded the most goals. So you know there, there are goals in this game for both teams. We saw that when we played each other um, in the league when, when you know when Suchek scored. So I think he'll be a great addition for you. Um, you know on on that Suchek thing. I mean, obviously that's that's Premier League, but I still can't. I still don't understand the amount of times Mike Dean watched that and still get it. Like we said, he shouldn't be getting death threats. You know he's doing his job and he's trying to do it to the best of his ability. You know, he's made a few dodgy mistakes and I think all the commentators and, you know, the um, the pundits have said 
when you look at it in slow motion, yeah, it does it does look like he's done something. But you, when you watch it in you know in real time, he's clearly tried to move his arm out of the way to stop any any interaction with uh, Mitrovic. So it's, it's a very it's a very diff, you know it's, it's a very difficult one to call on you know on on the pitch. So I think. It's it's good that it's been overturned, like you said. The FA are doing the right thing now, so I'm glad it's been overturned because I wouldn't want to beat you. Um, I wouldn't want Man United to beat West Ham and then be like, oh yeah, well it would have been a different game if Suchek played. I'm glad we can beat a full strength West Ham, obviously other than Lingard. Um, obviously he's you know our, we're his parent club, but we'll we'll go to Zach. Zach, what what are your thoughts on this one? You know, Man United, like I said, they're gonna want to they're gonna want to get a win here. We've beat Liverpool previously. You know, West Ham have, have had a pretty easy run in terms of games. They've had Stockport, which they, they you know, they, they got 1-0 past. And they, you know, a, a more convincing win against Doncaster. But still, you know, these are teams that they should be beating. You know, it's, it's not, they're not easy. They're, they're easy games, essentially, for a, for a team of West Ham's calibre. Um, obviously, we played Liverpool, which is a lot, a lot, a lot better, stronger team. You know, they're not, they're not the same team they were last season, but they're still a fantastic team. Salah scoring two that day. What can you see Man United doing in this game? Do you think we're still defensively frail? I'd like to see Bayou brought back in. I think everyone's hoping and praying for that. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to be by any means an easy game. Um, no. I know Pogba's out for it. I think he'll be a big miss because he's just one player of the month, hasn't he, just recently? Um, yeah. I think Dean Henderson, I think he's probably he would have probably been coming in anyway, but I think he needs to be given a run of games now after the Hayes. For sure. Absolutely. Shocking, shambolic, shocking. Just, just bad mistakes for a, for a bloke who's supposed to be one of the best goalkeepers in the world. It's quite clear he's not that anymore. Like he was, he, uh, he should have been like really. When you look at like teams, you'd imagine him being in the title-winning team, and now yeah. you can't see that happening. Like teams are based like they've got to have a decent spine, and obviously the hair I don't think is probably cut up to it anymore. I've seen that uh, Paul Scholes came out and said he looks timid. And that's a great description of it. He just doesn't look like he doesn't look confident anymore. He doesn't no. come out for stuff. Like he should be clattering, uh, Calvert Lewin. Hundred like, percent. Just come out and go for it. It's just frustrating. And I like Dean Henderson. Dean Henderson would have absolutely destroyed him. He would have came through, gave his all for that. Um. So I'd like to see him come back in. Um. I'd like to see. Maybe Diallo on the bench or something like that. Be getting a chance. Yeah. Um, or Shortire potentially just signed his first professional contract to Man United. I think he said he might. They might. He might be involved, so he might be on the bench as well, which would be great to see. Well, I think I think he's trained with the first team today. There's been some great performances um, in the under twenty threes recently, and it'd be good to see. They're flying. They're flying. They, they're conceding, but they are up up top. You know, with Hugo. And um, and like I said, Shortire, Diallo, there's Medjury some, um, as well, Hannibal, Hannibal. You know, there's there's some great there's some great players coming through that under twenty three team. Which um, I, th- I think that's one of the main things we've seen from United this season. There's not really been that um, you know resurgence of, of of a youth player that's come in and, and you know dominated. Mm. Where we've seen that in like last season, we saw you know Greenwood come through and start making some some appearances, scoring goals. We've not really seen. Um, We've not really seen a youth player come through the, the ranks this season, so it'd, it'd be nice to see one of them players get some game time. Well, I'd like to see. Well, I've, I've heard that. Well, I haven't seen it obviously, but I've seen um, reports that Garner's been brilliant for Forest so far, and he's already been on loan at Watford. Um, mm. We've got 
Ted Edmenge, oh, yeah, well, who's gone out on loan to uh, Derby, I believe, and he looks like he could be something very good. I'm not sure how many more well, chances we can give to Sunzibi now, because every time he's come on recently, he's been at fault for something. Yeah, he's, he doesn't look up to um, up to speed in terms of match fitness, I don't think. Um, on, on that note, we'll, we'll bring Cal into this conversation. You spoke about Garner. What, what are you hearing from the uh, from the Forest camp? Uh, does he look like he's been playing well from he's, what you've seen? Or he's um, he's arguably been our best player the, the two games that he's played. Um, he's come in and he's only what is he twenty years old? Nineteen, yeah. I think. And yeah. He, his ability, Nine, yeah, nineteen twenty. His ability on the ball is ridiculous. He can pick out a pass. He can dribble around the player. He's been unbelievable. His link up play with Knockart and. Um, Murray on Saturday at Wickham was phenomenal, I've heard. So, good little player we've got. Uh, yeah. On the West Ham game, it this is United, in my opinion, well, it, it's the best chance they've got of winning a respectable trophy. I don't think Europa League would be an achievement for United to win. If they win no. the FA Cup, it will be a great achievement for Oli. The Premier League's done now. So if, if I'm Ollie, I'm looking at this game on Tuesday and I'm thinking I'm I'm sticking the same team that played against Everton. And yeah, built, I think I, I think you're right. You, there's no need to definitely... change it. You're not gonna. You don't bring in Martial. You don't bring in Matic, and they're the only players that could potentially push for a start in that team. I'd I'd be bringing in Henderson. Uh, like yeah. Zach said, I think if Henderson was playing the other day, you probably would have won that game. Um, yeah. But it's important that he keeps that same front four because they were devastating against Everton. And if it's that front four, I just can't see any way West Ham can win the game. Um, yeah, especially, I think you're right. But it's the same with West Ham as well. Because it, it depends what he, he does because he's played Yarmolenko for the past two cup games, hasn't he? So if he does change it up yeah. a bit and bring in Noble and Yarmolenko, you, you never know in the cup games. So until the West Ham team's been announced, you can't really predict it, but if he brings Mark Noble in, Yarmolenko in, Lanzini, I think West Ham could be in a bit of trouble. I just don't. I, I think he should name his strongest team possible, um, David Moyes. But it, it'll be an interesting game. I, um, go on, Tom. I disagree. I disagree with what you said about um, you know uh, United's attack versus our defense because our defense has been one of the best in the league this season. You know, as much as people want to, you know, slate like saying like oh, Bonner or this and that, but him and Craig Dawson, they've been a perfect partnership for us this season. Creswell has had the best season of his career, and Sue Val is, you know, he's keeping play. Whoever plays on the wing against him, he's keeping them out every this time. Is what, this, this is what I'm saying, Brian. Yeah, you know, and it depends what team he puts out because. He... Yeah, but he, like I said, he's not going to put out a bad team, or he's going to put out a full well? strength team. Because we, our ne- our next game isn't until next Monday, so that's that's six days of rest. And the way that we've been playing at the minute, like every team of you play on a weekend and you play on a midweek game, to know that he's then got two extra days rest for for the boys is there's no reason why he shouldn't put out a full strength team. The only person I can see missing is Antonio, and that's because we know how important he is to the to us in the league and. If he play, you know, I think he'll play Yarmolenko up top because obviously we were stupid enough not to replace Haller in the January transfer window. And um, but you know, like we said, Lingard ain't going to play, so we can't. We're going to have to bring that, someone, that's one someone else I, in. I can't see if Yarmolenko comes in for Antonio, which he probably will be. I, I, I can't see Yarmolenko doing anything. I, I don't rate him at all. 
Not an injury, I, I think he's played, awful. But Antonio, I, I know he's just come off an injury and it's a risk. <laughs> but you're playing United away in the cup, and it's a, if you're not United out, there's no reason to go on and win this thing. Uh, I, I get that, mate. I really do. But at the same time, if if I if we had a, a striker and a backup that mm. is a little bit experienced, then it would be then it would be all right. But the, the issue is, Cal, is if he plays him in the um, in the in the cup tomorrow, then if he gets injured. Then we got to play Yarmolenko for God knows how many games, and we've got some massive really, games coming. Yeah, up. go on. Sorry. The thing is, that we, we've got the thing is with Yarmolenko as well that he's tall, and what we've got to do is do what we do best is set pieces. I know it sounds boring sometimes, but this could be the game where we could kind of take out all the positives that we've had this season and just revert back to. Winning all those corners, winning the free kicks, and getting it in the box because we saw on the weekend, you know, Man United's you know frailties at the back when a set piece comes in. We did it against him when we uh, lost to him in the league with our first goal. I don't see any reason why we can't go to Old Trafford, keep getting free kicks, keep getting corners, keep getting the ball in the box, and just pressurising that uh, back four because it, I think that's the the way we're going to win this game if we go at United. And you know, go attack versus attack. We know there's going to be one winner, and that's Man United because they are one of the best attackers in the league. So, and we are not we are not good attacking when we haven't got Antonio. But if we don't play him, I don't see why we can't just go for corners, set pieces, keep putting that ball in the box, and pressurizing them boys to get the headers out. When you've got the likes of um, Sushek, Rice, Yarmolenko, uh, Dawson, and Obama absolutely going in on those defenders and making their life mm. healthy. I think that is that is the only way you're going to win that game, but that's on an off chance that you get the corners and the free kicks. I, I, I just think you, you see in the league already, then, all, they put three past you in, in the home game in, in the league, and it's going to be a similar front, front four to that played that game. I just I, I can't see West Ham stopping that four, especially how well they played against Everton. That was a phenomenal attacking display against Everton. But like you said, the only way you're going to win that game, I think I agree with you, is is set pieces. That is the only way. Uh, here's a question for you, Bruy. Do you, would you take the FA Cup? You say how important the, the league games are, which they are obviously. But w- would you say there's a better chance of getting Europe through the FA Cup than there is finishing top seven for West Ham? No, I think we've got top seven. And I, I don't see the thing is as well with this with the way that the league in this season is going, how many games are running in a row? I don't think any team can say, you know, we've got to prioritise on one league because you're playing that many games in a row anyway. You, your team's going to be more fit than ever. So there's no reason why you know we've got to think, oh, if we don't win the FA Cup, we can win get top seven. No, we've got to think in our heads, top seven and FA Cup because, like you said, if we beat Man United. There's every chance this is the, this will be our best chance since going out to United in the quarterfinals um, in 2016. So the, the, yeah, I, I agree. The, the only worry for West Ham, I don't think Ollie's going to make a lot of changes. I, I just worry that Moyes might bring a few players in um, that aren't aren't going to be good enough to beat United. If if he does, then. He's an idiot, basically, because he's doing so well with picking the teams out at the minute. You can, like, like um, Cal said, like with the games that we played in the FA Cup so far, you Doncaster and you Stockport. Yeah, you, you can. can bring in those players. 
you know, because you do expect to win those games. Even though we struggled against Stockport, still won. And he brought in those players against um, Donny and we beat them. So, you know, they're, they're the games that you can bring them in, that you're happy to. But when you get into this stage against a big, big team at away from home, you know, you've got to re- he's got to know that his team is fully, fully fit. The only person who is not fully fit is um, Antonio because we're always worried about him and that Masawaku. But apart from that, everybody else who is eligible to play should be playing like full strength. It should be the same team that was at um, uh, Fulham, but take away uh, Jesse Lingard and bring in uh, Fournette. Do you not worry about and that, that from that's it. Then, of Rashi, that's... Fernandez, Greenwood and Cavani? You don't? No. No. Not, because I don't... Like, I don't feel... Like I said, they are like a ridiculously good attacking line, but I just think we fell asleep for 18 minutes in that game um, at home in, in the league. So, you know, he's going to sink it into their skulls. You can't do that again, especially against this team, because you fall asleep for five minutes against Bruno and he'll feed the, boy, the boys in and they'll score. You know, we, when they went two one up, we gave up pretty much, and you know that third goal kind of sold. Like looked at, you saw it like go in, and you think they've just given up because never. I don't think we've ever had a um, this season a player just run through our defence and nobody track him. It was like we given up. We can't give up this time. We can't let. Can't think. Oh crap! Like look how good this front four has got. We, you know, we got to think. How well have we been defensively when, realistically, we've not been a really good defensive Ooh. squad anyway? I think, unless unless the only other thing I can think of him doing is doing what he did against uh, Aston Villa and bringing in Ryan Fredericks again and him him and uh, Sue Fowl doubling up on um, one of the boys. If, if that has to be Rashford, it has to be Rashford. Because as long as I know that as long as you take a couple of those boys out of the game, then... You know, you can rely on the rest of your boys. You, you can rely on Sushek and Rice to deal with uh, Bruno. You know, we know how good Bruno is and he definitely does need doubling up. And you can rely on, you know, I can rely on Sufal probably to mark Rashford out of the game. But then if he can cut inside, you need someone else but who you... can help him out. And I think that'll be Fredericks. I don't think Bone would be good enough to do that. But I think if we can block him out of the game, I th- I, like I said, set pieces, corners, if Antonio's not playing. I can't see any reason I'll, I'll why we're not going through. I've been doing well uh, defensively at the start of the season, halfway through. The season. But recently, you've conceded to Villa, three to Liverpool, two to Palace, and then you concede to West Brom as well in your past five games. And said to Clino. Yeah, but then that's where I just worry. I, th- I, th- I think you're more than capable of winning it. I, I, I have no questions in that. I just think United are going to have a bit too much for you. I really do. Yeah, yeah, but then you say you say that about our defence, but then our but then their defence is the exact same. You know, they, they, they just conceded three at home to Everton, and I, I personally think we got a better attack than Everton. Bar obviously their striker and Calvert Lewin with Antonio, which I don't think he will because of his injury worries. With Antonio, potentially you've got a chance. I just don't see where Yarmolenko is going to get a goal. I, I, I really don't like him. I think he's a stiff dosser. I think he's he's literally a, he's, he's bang a up. With he just needs to That's bully. He, he just needs to bully him. <laughs> he, he just needs to bully like, him. I'm go, I'm That's all he has to do. Anyway, if he's up, say on it. I'm say t- close encounter two one. 
Yeah, well, I think I think going on what Bruce said, I think it's a bit naive not to to fear, you know, Cavani, Rashford, Greenwood, and Bruno, because they've been so devastating, um, you know, across this full season, both in the league, you know, in Europe, um, and in the FA Cup. So I think it's a little bit naive to say you, you don't fear them because you know we saw how devastating they can be, you know, in 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 that in that period during the the, the game against West Ham at um, you know away from home. But at the same time, Cal, they can be so quiet in games and that's when you lose. And that's why I don't fear them because, you know, if Bruno's quiet, you're not winning the game. And and it's been that way with a couple of games that you've played. It's not being it's not being naive, it's being I'm being positive here, thinking, why should we fear that top four when we've been we've been an absolute phenomenal team this season, the most improved Team yeah, in the Premier League. And I agree with that. I, I I'm not dismissing that. I just think it's a bit naive to, to be to be so candid about a team that just, that scored 12 goals in the last two games. Yeah, but once against Southampton, who basically were idiots and not defending when they went down to 10 men in 70 seconds. You know, they, you wouldn't if they put their heads on, you wouldn't have scored nine goals in that game. They would have it would have been four 0 or you're something gonna, like that. And you you're you're always going to. You're always going to dominate teams when they go down to 10 men. I'm not dismissing how good of a performance you put up because it was a great performance. But I just, if I think if Bruno is having a quiet game, your other three won't be able to perform without him. And it's been proven that way sometimes. Yeah, I mean, there are examples you could say where Bruno's not performed, but then there are other examples where the likes of McTominay's had a great performance. You know, Pogba, obviously, he's injured, has had a great performance. There's, there's, other, there's other midfielders. You know that they can, you know, find the passes, and you know, even Rashford, like with assists for like the likes of uh, Greenwood, um, in the in the the win against Liverpool. So you know, there are there are there are different players where we can find gaps and find space in between defenses. So I don't think if Bruno doesn't turn up, the, you know, the games are given to West Ham. Um, I was going to go to Brad, but I think he's dropped out. So we'll, we'll go to Zach on on this on this question. I'll pose towards Zach. Um, Cal mentioned earlier he thinks that the FA Cup is the best chance Man United have got of a respectable trophy this season. Um, what what are your thoughts on that statement? Do you think do you think he's right? Do you think we should be going all guns blazing for this this you know to try and get an FA Cup um, run together? I think and, um, yeah yeah go on go on. Well, I'll just say yeah, I definitely do think we should be going for the FA Cup. Like we've said in yeah. the podcast before, but it's not it's not as uh, revered as it once was. But um, no, I definitely think we should be going for it. There's every chance we can do it as well. I mean, um, get past this game. Who who realistically is actually left in it? We've got Man City. Think, um, Man City still. In Man City. Chelsea. I'm not. I'm not scared of Chelsea. To uh, be honest, I think if we win this game, it's only City Spurs. that we really need to fear. Mm. A lot Russell. of other teams aren't been performing, are they? I think a Tottenham still in it. Spurs, yeah, they yeah. play Everton. I mean, they've not been great either. So, really, it's only City that you'd have to beat. Um, fingers crossed we don't pull them in the next round, which we probably will. Yeah, us. Well, the, the, the holders are out. <laughs> you, have to get, you have to get through us first. Yeah, we, um, yeah I mean, that's a given, though, isn't it? Oh, cheeky. Um, but, no. Um yeah, I think an FA Cup, either team, if Man United win it, which they probably will, uh, it'd be great to see us go on and win it. If they don't, West Ham, 
Good luck to you. Hopefully, you win it. The thing is, Ollie needs I to mean, win the FA Cup this year because he's not. He's he not going to win the league. The he needs to win some cup. Be very difficult. The, uh, I know the FA Cup's going to be tough. You've got a tough game tomorrow. Um, and City, it's going to take a fucking giant to beat them. But Ollie, Ollie for himself needs a trophy at United. What is it now? Three years he's been there? This is uh, two, two and a half, is it? So th- this will be, half, yeah. Well, at the end of this, it'll be three, won't it? Or will it? Or two and a half? No, he took over halfway through a season, I think, didn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah, he took over. He, he, he took over when Jose was sacked, which was halfway through the season. Even so, after two and a half years, you'd, you'd expect United, even a, even the League Cup, a minimum, the League Cup. So, well, yeah. I suppose you've got you'd look at um, Klopp for example. Uh, for example, sorry, how many finals did he lose before actually getting somewhere with Liverpool? But this is it. He was. It, yeah, was four, he was was it wasn't it four finals. years before he won a season? Uh, I think it was four yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, but he was getting in yeah. finals. That was the difference. Well, we're getting we're semi-finals. In... <laughs> yeah, three semi-finals. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh. It's on the right, it's on the right track. The there's no, there's... <laughs> semi-finals is just as good as the third round. It means no difference. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. Is it? I don't know about no that. no difference at all. What's the point of I getting to I think in trying to... I think when you're trying to build that mentality of getting to finals, I think getting to, sem- getting to like a few semi-finals will really drive you to try and make it to the next step on the next go. Getting to the third round doesn't do anything for your confidence. I, I just, I, I think I he needs, I think he needs this. If, if he doesn't get a trophy this season, if I mean, questions will be will be asked of him 100%. Questions, questions will always be asked of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I, they I always mean, will. Because yeah, yeah. of his credentials. We, we've questioned but, him at times. You know, I'm, I'm not going to hold my hands up and say I've always been on the end. On the other um, hand, you know, you look at tomorrow night, what an opportunity for David Moyes. If he turns over United tomorrow, I mean, what kind of confidence is that going to give West Ham? If they can beat United at Old Trafford tomorrow, they're going to believe in themselves to go to any of them teams that we mentioned, City, Spurs, anyone, and say, well, we can get a result here. And it's about, yeah. you need a bit of luck in the cup. If, if West Ham can win tomorrow, which is, there's every chance that they could, What's to say they're going to get an easy draw in the next round? Who they could easily pull West Ham. Uh, they could easily pull Everton. Sorry, at home. I know it's not an easy draw, but it's an, it's not the hardest draw they can have. Beat them, and they're, they're back at Wembley. And when it gets to Wembley, it's anyone's game. Well, I mean Burn- Burnley, um, Burnley versus Bournemouth. There you go. Pull if West, them, if West Ham get... get through tomorrow and pull one of them, you're laughing. Sheffield United and, versus and Bristol. You take you take either of them to win for West Ham. If if Moyes, after all the stick that he got, rejoining. All the stick that he's got since leaving Everton, if he picks up the FA Cup trophy, he'll be over the moon with it. And what well, if he wins that? Would you uh, do you reckon he'd get manager of the year? Um, I, it'd, it'd be in the conversation, conversation but then you're getting you've still we're still halfway you, through the season, aren't we? It could be anyone's game that you get, like, say, if West Ham finished fifth or something like that, and if West Ham finished Cup, fifth, and I think they won the probably Cup. win it. Yeah, you'd be giving it to Moyes, hundred percent. But finishing Especially with yeah, how with West Ham football. finished last season and everything, but that is like that, the turnaround. Still a very, very hard, hard ask at the moment. Fifth in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's 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 a tough ask, but if West Ham managed to do that, I think it was fantastic. I think the fact that they're in that conversation for a European spot 
is what might be their downfall. If I'm honest, I I, I think Moyes is is he can be a very reserved manager at times. You know he he um he'll do things that are for the best of the club as much as it'll pain the fans. He probably thinks likelihood we're going to go on and win this FA Cup is probably unlikely. Likelihood of you know challenging for a top seven spot is likely at the moment because they've they've had a great run of games and they're playing well defensively. Um, you know that they're scoring goals. They've brought in some massive, massive, massive players like the likes of Jesse Lingard. I think if he can continue the run he showed in his first few games, um, I think he'll be he'll be huge for them. Um, you, we we can all think, talk about Sutek for days of how 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 good he's been since he's come and joined the club. Like Bruce said as well, Kufal's been been fantastic. So I think they could they really are you know they're in that conversation and, and they probably in the position they're in now they probably should finish um, top seven. So I think. I think I think, I, I think I think I think maybe he'll play a weekend squad. I think he will as well. To be fair, I think Bristow's right with everything he said. To be honest, they're going to push further for the league if they can, and then once he's got more of his signings, better squad depth because it's looking a bit thin on the ground in some positions. Then you maybe push for the FA Cup because they need a striker. They need more midfield options. Um, like you say, if you get Lingard or something on a permanent and stuff, that's that'd be another great addition. He's got yeah. to keep on building, I mean, don't you? So you have the options. Like, for example, like you said, there's, I mean, even wing options aren't ideal, are they, at the moment? I know you've got decent ones that will start, but people coming off the bench isn't as strong, is it? No. We've never been a team that's got depth because we, we've not got the, the funds for it. Or we have got the funds and we've had past managers who just would rather spend... 45 million on an absolute doss who sits on top of his own and uh, not expand the team fully. But, I remember you went through a period uh, of, uh, of like buying literally like a right midfielder nearly every single transfer window for some reason. That'd be like the only player you'd find. <laughs> like Snodgrass or... Well, we I, can't, just... I can't believe you bought that Haller. Well, um, sorry, you, you sold Haller and didn't bring a striker in. Well, this is the thing. There's been so many talks and all these rumours going about that apparently Moisey had... 30 million to spend, um, that the board didn't think we needed a striker, that Moyes didn't think. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, you know, we should have at least brought one person. I've always said, you know, Josh King. Josh King should have been our, our geese to go get. Yes, he's not much of an out and out striker, but we know he can play that role. And for him to go to Everton, it's like you think to yourself, well, wait a minute, you know, why haven't we gone for him? You know, he, he's the perfect scenario of. You know, he's pacey, he's attacking. That's the game plan that we play these days. And, you know, it, it fear, I, I was fearing a little bit because there was rumours going about about Diego Costa. And I was thinking, my God, we are just replacing Haller for a different version of him because that is exactly what Costa is. You know, he's not a, a geezer who runs in behind. He's a man who just would stand there and demand the ball at his feet or in the okay. air. Pardon me, but Josh King thing quick, yeah, quickly. Uh, uh, My dad was saying he watched him the other day, and he said United dodged a bullet, dodged a bullet because he looked so slow, he looked lethargic, he wasn't closing anything down, and he he came off the bench. He'd only just came off the bench a couple of minutes, wasn't closing anything down, he wasn't running after any balls. That isn't the desire that you want, and I don't think that's a player that David Moyes wants. He wants desire, and he wants a bit about people, doesn't he? And you know, and I'm not sure if you've seen this stat, but he played 12 games in the championship and didn't score a single goal. 
for Bournemouth. The thing is, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who would have been a good signing for West Ham. I, I don't know whether you would have got him, but if how much did you get for how much did you get for Haller? 40? No. 20. No, we, we got 20. I, I, I tell you who, who's going to be a, a very big, a good player in the Premier League. Ivan Tony for Brentford. And I I think Brentford have won that league anyway. I think they're going up. But he, he he's a ridiculous player that I'm surprised not a lot of Premier League clubs have come sniffing. Cause, That's the thing, Cal. He was originally at Newcastle. He was at Newcastle, he? yeah. And the, and the only and thing... He didn't get, he didn't get played. Think, but I think if you offered Brentford maybe 30, 40 million, they'd, they'd have to accept it. Because you look at Ollie Watkins, who came from Brentford, how well he's doing at Villa. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, mate, if we, if any Premier League team is Ireland, they're in for a winner because he's, he is games. class. And and, and, and and Ollie Watkins is showing that. But I don't think Brentford would have sold him in January because of how big of a player he is for him. Even if we yeah. people do offer the amount that you've just said, I don't think he would have gone because of how important he is to their season mm. at the minute. Summertime, probably, yeah. We will probably see Ivan yeah. Tony in the Premier League with or without Brentford this season, oh, to be fair. But, I, I said, oh, yeah, I think, I think I said well, the other day, yeah, I think who, they're, they're Premier League Spurs, waiting for Who did Spurs but... play to? I said if Brentford had been playing Spurs in that first half when they played Chelsea, Brentford would have been beating them. 100%. 100%. But... Going on about our striking situation, it's just just a bit... It's shit to see because we've gone from being a team who used to buy absolute awful strikers to not buying a striker at all. And I would kind of get it if we weren't in the FA Cup and we was just mid-table, just drifting... Uh, until the end of the season, you know, and you could potentially bring in a young lad who could play if Antonio's injured. The, the matter of fact is that we got a good chance tomorrow, and we got a very good chance of finishing top seven. And what is he wait? I don't, I don't get what either the board I think, or Moyes. Bristol, I did see, I did see that supposedly none of the options that he actually wanted were available, and he didn't want to. I think he, I think I saw him saying. I didn't want to end up spending thirty million on a player that I didn't exactly want, and it turning out to be another bad signing. I'd rather wait until summer and get a confirmed target that I know would help us in the future. I respect that. I respect that. Yeah, I, I, I respect bring that. Alone but at the same bring time, what, what? Yeah, bring someone in. You know, as much as Jesse Lingard's done all right, there's that rule about bringing in three only three loan players or two or whatever it is. Don't bring in Jesse and bring in a striker on loan until the end of the season. Sorry. And then if it's it's just it's just a bit annoying that you know we're in such a good position and all it will take for West Ham in the league is one injury to one player, and that could be our season finished because be fair, we haven't got the backup. I know we need. that um, Jesse's played like as a false nine before, so there's every chance he could play in that sort of hole. He might, he might play up top. He, I think. I think he had a little period when he was playing for Birmingham when he played as like a, basically like a false nine kind of like, um, you know, hanging off the striker a little bit. So he could potentially play that. And you know, he scored. He scored two goals in in two matches already. If you have like, like so, a fluid front three, they can sort of create their own chances as well. And it's good that, yeah. so that you got someone on loan, that it forced you to buy Ben Rama as well. Because you didn't think they were maybe going to buy him at one point, did you? 
Yeah, I, I rate them. I didn't, I didn't think uh, he was gonna. Yeah, we were gonna buy him because we weren't using him that much, and he wasn't really. Um, didn't really look. He, he looked really annoyed when he got subbed off and all that. But that's Moisey. Moisey subs off our wingers every game. Jared Bowen. I honestly don't think he's played a full ninety minutes yet. Which, you know, I, I've said before, I'd rather him um, give a hundred percent and play seventy minutes than give you know. 80% and played a full 90. So I think I'd rather that, could also but... play through the middle, couldn't they? I'm glad that he did some. Do you not? I don't think he's good enough, um, of, like uh, shooting-wise. You know, I like that he, he, he's good at tracking back sometimes. He's good at running forward. And that's when, for tomorrow's game, I'm a bit nervous. Because if you play Luke Shaw, which Luke Shaw or Tellers, you know, they're both very attacking fullbacks. And... Um, that's why I do think if he's going to change anything, it should be Fredericks for Bowen because we kind of need that support. And Fredericks is pacey yeah. as fuck, so he could do some damage. But, um, yeah, this this striking situation, the only positive is, is obviously Champions League and Europa League's coming back soon. So Premier League games are going back to once every weekend. So... Um, hopefully by them we can kind of hope that Antonio has got that week's rest in and out, in and out, and so he lots can of be all right. Of a, but... of a, such an injury-prone player, though. So much to ask, and it's you know it's bad. It's bad to ask him for that because you know this could end his career. Like the next injury could end his career if it's that bad. And to rely on him that much is so much pressure on him. I, I've said to to my dad about it. After the Palace game, he missed four easy chances against Palace, which strikers do. But I said after that game, I said his confidence is going to drop. I said he, he's not going to score many goals now. I really don't. And since then, he has barely yet touched the ball in the box because I just think he's mm. he's scared because of because of injuries. Because like, you look at Antonio at the beginning of the season and last season the amount of times that the ball got put forward and it didn't matter where the ball was or how far away it was, you saw him absolutely sprinting for that ball, the determination. Now, I don't think he wants to do that because he knows that he could just take one little hiccup. Yeah. And, done. And the thing, it's difficult. It's done. as well, um, that he's shouldering a lot of your goal scores, like responsibility. Him and Suchek are really your only scorers, realistically. Yeah. You don't get goals. So hopefully, from Jesse will, yeah. hopefully yeah. Jesse will come and take a bit of that weight. You know, he's like like we've said a few times already. He's, he's scored a couple, so who you know he he could be the player that can you know tap in with a few goals and and can go from there. We'll we'll, we'll quickly mention because we've spoken a lot about West Ham. We'll quickly mention United striking options. Um, Cavani has scored in back to back games. Zach, what what are your thoughts on him? Can he uh, can he? Uh, Upset the West Ham fans. I think Cavani's just looking better, like every game he plays. To be honest, I think he's so good. And yeah, like I know people are saying he's older and stuff, but he's younger than Jamie Vardy, and he's, he's thirty-three. Look how good so Jamie Vardy yeah. is still. Yeah, of course. But you've, you've just got. I suppose it's like he's looking fitter than most of the other players we've got. I was going to say you got to look at managing him as well, but I don't think he needs it. I reckon he'd play every game no. if he could. Still. Yeah, yeah, I think he would. His his work rate's incredible, week in week out. He um he he only took him off against um, Southampton because I think he had a little ankle knock, so he wanted to make sure he was, you know, fit and ready for the Everton game. Obviously, at this point, it was four 0 up, 
we'd, the game was pretty much sold. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he scored again against uh, against Everton. He's, you know, he's the right place. He's a fantastic header of the ball. One of the, I'd, I'd say he's probably he's probably up there with one of the best headers of the ball in the, in the Premier League, along the likes of you know Olivier Giroud. Um, you know, he's already scored like what he scored two against Southampton. He scored, um, well, no, sorry, three against South, three headers against Southampton. Two in the first game, one in the second game, and another header against Everton. So you know, he's he's fantastic. Um, when he's when he's heading the ball and the crosses that Luke Shaw's been putting in have been incredible. So he'll um he'll you know he'll be licking his lips at chances like that, and I'm I'm sure he'll score a lot more headers as as, as the season continues. No easy heading for um, against West Ham though, especially with goal. No, it's not. You know they're they're a very they're a very tall team. You know, like we said, Ogbon is very good defensively in the I air. He's, I think he's got um, the most both... headed clearances in the league. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brister. So, yeah, well, he's very yeah. good defensively yeah, he and attacking Ogbonna in the air, isn't he? He scored a few goals himself with his head. So I think it, it'll be it'll be a tougher it'll be a tougher task and a tougher ask of Cavani to score a headed goal in that game. But not you know that's it's not saying he won't because he's you know he's he's a very good player in the air. Um, you know, Rashford's been putting some good balls in. Um, Wambasak has been playing some good balls recently. Uh, better going forward. Um, so. You know, we all know Bruno can cross the ball, so I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, it's tough to should we should, we, should we go to our scores? Should we go to our scores? See what see what our predictions. Okay. I think it's just the three of us on now, so we'll um, we'll go to you, Zach, first. Then we'll go to Bristol. Then we'll then we'll end on me. Um, I think Cal Cameron was going to be close with it. I think probably two one United. It's going to be a close game either way, but I think we will nick it in the end. Hopefully. Yeah. Brewtown. Um I'm gonna say if Antonio plays two one and if he doesn't, I'll say we'll win on okay. penalties. Interesting. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three one Man United. I think it's gonna be a tough game, but I think you're gonna have a little blip like you did when we played you in the league. I think that, that you're gonna drop yeah, you're gonna switch off for 10, 15 minutes. And I think our attacking line is going to be too devastating. And I think we're going to score a couple goals um, back for back. So I think, yeah, I think we're going to score early and then maybe a couple late on. So I think, but I think you'll score in that time as well. I think probably Suchek header maybe again, something like that. I think, I think he's, you know, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be pumped and ready to, um, to, you know, get back in the, in the lineup. Um, having, you know, that red card, which obviously we've spoke about shouldn't have been a red, you know, but thankfully the FA have um, have uh, made amends for that decision and um, rescinded that red card, so he's eligible to play. Can I say one more thing um, quickly? Do yeah, you think um, this is the end of Mike Dean in the Premier League? No, no. I, th- I think he's you know he's he's one of them refs where he's he's kind of been there, done that. He's kind of been through so much. I think for him to leave after a couple. You know decisions which have gone against him, which have been overturned. I think he he would. I, he, I think he's got more character than that. Um, I think I think he'll come back. I think he'll probably take a couple of weeks off to reflect, um, and then I think he'll he'll be back managing. Well, not managing. He'll be um, back refing in the in the Premier League. The thing is, as well with that, like I don't think Mardine will will leave the Prem because he, he is like realistically yeah. he is a good referee. He plays the game well, but there is but there is some times where 
probably his ego gets the best of him. And it's not that, you know, I, I said it, uh, on my podcast saying yeah, that it's the best. He loves making a spectacle. No, not he, loves, about, you know, he loves being the centre of the attention. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he loves it. But at the same time, some when he does it in the past, especially, he has done it in the right way. You know, there are when he does it, there's times where it is the right call, but he's done it in such an emphatic fashion that people think, oh, me, it's just about my Dean and all that. This this, um, this one was, I think, because obviously with Suchek, took forever figuring it out. Like I said um, in the other podcast, the amount of times he watched it, he obviously didn't know. And instead of just, you know, leaving it and giving him a yellow or whatever, he thought best thing to do is to give him a red. And he knew he would have known that everybody mm. would have been on his case about it. So, but the other person we got to talk about is Lee Mason because, again, he's he's messed up again. So, you know, but no one, no, no, no talk yeah. is about that man because it's you know, and and also the the, the geezer Peter Walton yeah. is it uh, the one who beat on BT. Uh, the one who goes, uh, VAR, VAR isn't here to give the correct decision. What is yeah, it? Like? All right, sir. Exactly. What is it there for an option? I think that's what he's trying to come across as, like saying, for example, you know you're going to get the correct decision realistically with a offside, even though that's just outrageous. They need to change some of that rule because it's so close. Some of it. Um, the I think he's assuming it's like he's give you're giving him the evidence to get the correct decision, so it's not necessarily gonna give you the correct decision. If you know what I mean, it's giving you the, the opportunity to see it to get the uh, to get the right answer. But like, if it's taking you like a minute or something, or or even longer, you know that it's not clear and obvious. It's so, not. It's so not, it clear, be, not clear and obvious. You shouldn't give what like. If it's just not clear and obvious, I don't think you should be giving cards for it and such. No. No, de- definitely not. And if it's a case of that, it isn't at, VL isn't actually there to make the correct decision. Surely that's got to change then, and it that it solely should be there to make the correct call, whether and change but change the rules. Like you said, there's some offsides that are ludicrous, like the Mane one against Everton. Insane, the one Ollie Watkins won against West Ham. Well, um, stadium. Yeah, the Bamford one with a hand. Um, you know, the one was it the one against uh, you, Southampton, Man United? Um, was it ever? Yeah. So some of those decisions are absolutely ridiculous. Handball rules. You know, beginning the season, handball was the main point of getting a penalty. And then um, he's kind of drifted away. And then Matty Cash did one um, against Southampton, clear and obvious that his handball wasn't given. So it's kind of like they 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 make the rules, but then at the same they time they don't understand what their own like rules that they've made. The bylaws and whatever in the summer. Mm. I just I didn't think I as much as as much as like before VAR came in, probably a season, season and a half that we were getting. A lot of complaints about referees. It's obviously made Vars made it worse. It's never going away, which is is a shame. But surely, like the referee mistakes was part and parcel with the game, kind of thing. Because you get, it's not like one team is getting absolutely slaughtered 
every time by the referees. It was all a bit of a mixture of everything. You know, and everyone, yes, they complained, but they didn't mm. go like absolutely nuts about it. You know, it's it's like if someone was offside, you know, the linesman isn't going to see every single offside. And especially the ones that are like by a, a what is it, an arm pit was happening with, with Firmino, his arm pit was off. Exactly. It, it's stuff like that. I, I don't think VAR should have really been there. And, you know, I've, I've got a feeling that VAR will get involved yeah. tomorrow because yeah. obviously it's our Premier League ground. You just expect Some, I think well, something's well. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, definitely. We'll probably, we'll probably finish it there because yeah. we, we could talk for all night about VAR and uh, our likes and dislikes about it. Mostly dislikes. But, um, yeah, um, obviously the uh, the FA Cup game is tomorrow night. Uh, this will probably be published probably either, either late tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for joining me, guys. Unfortunately, Brad and Cal did uh, disconnect. But um, yeah, looking forward to this one. I'm sure we'll have lots of lots to discuss after the game. But um, yeah, good luck, West Ham. I think you're going to need it. Yeah. Uh, cheers for joining me, Bruy. Cheers for joining me, Zach. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're right.